okay, so if you're feeling depressed, anxious, if you're not happy, the, the number one thing I would say to do is step outside of your bubble. Hi, I'm Aaron Murphy, and you're entering a world gone good. Well, hello, my name's Steve, and you're listening to World Gone Good's 50th episode. 50! We done struck gold! 50 episodes. It is kind of mind-blowing. I want to take a moment here real quick and accept and speech it up by saying thank you. Thank you, you good listener, you. If this is the first time you're joining us or your 50th time yourself, thank you. Thank you for proving me right. There is good out there still and lots of it, or at least 50 shows worth of it. I mean, (laughs) count it up. Thank you for sharing with your friends, subscribing, rating, and reviewing us. Please, yes, continue doing any and all of those options. And a shout-out thank you to all my guests, more than 50 of you who have joined me here to talk on World Gone Good and share your little and big moments of good with the entire world. For our landmark 50th episode, we are going a little wild here. Picture me on the Insta where I come across these short videos from somewhere in South America where some guy named Murph is doing crazy good things at a crazy good level. He is like building houses for poor families and he's like taking care of medical needs for entire towns and I am watching these videos and I am bawling, crying, watching what he's doing because it's just all so good just for the sake of doing good. So, I do what I've done with a lot of people. I reach out to him, reach out to a stranger via a DM, and I reach out to other strangers who have said yes, and some have said no to come here and, you know, talk with me and us, and usually takes anywhere from, I don't know, a few days to a couple weeks sometimes to even get a response. But this guy, this guy writes me back about a minute later. He says, sure, let's do it. I say, cool, when? He says, well, he's leaving tomorrow and won't be available for a few months as he will be, you know, in remote areas. He doesn't know what kind of, um, you know, internet hookups he's going to have. I go, okay, that's cool. You know, that's cool. So I'm typing. I'm literally typing. Hit me up when in a few months you're back. And he writes, I can talk now. And I'm like, wait, what now? As in right now? He's like, yeah, let's talk now. And that's what we did. So like four minutes later, we linked up, and what you're about to hear is our good conversation. Now, I want you to know that normally, typically, I have a little more prep time, and I typically edit a little more, but I decided that, what the hell, let's go wild. Let's just put it all out there, and out there we go. So here it is, your 50th episode. I hope you enjoy it. Now, this is really, really random because I have never done this before. Here's my, I want you to see how professional I am. Look, I have, look, there's a check in here. I have notes. Look, I am like a professional. Look, I write questions. Aaron, here's, uh, your, here's your page because hey, tell everybody what happened about five minutes ago. <laughs> about five minutes ago. So. So five minutes ago, we were chatting, and then I'm, I'm like, my, my schedule is so crazy right now because as soon as I get down to Honduras, it's it's go time. Like, I have a whole bunch of volunteers with me, and it's like our, our schedule is going to be gnarly. 
Um, but literally we fly out tomorrow. We just got off the bus probably 30, 40 minutes ago. And so I'm like, dude, if you want to do this, uh, this podcast, it's like now we're probably in the next two, three months. So, <laughs> so and I here moved. we are. I moved. All right. Let's start here. Quick question. Where are you from? Um, I was born in Canada. And when I was in high school, I moved to Utah with my family. And did you go to school, college? Um, I went to like two semesters and just never finished. Not for you. Okay. But uh-huh. you, have, you have a love of not just doing good, but also filming, which ties into what you're doing. Where was the first place you went? But let's, ah, we're going to go all over the map because I didn't write any fucking thing down. Let's start here. Hey, that makes it, that's better, dude. Just flow, we'll just flow with it, bro. Just flow with it. When did you get the inkling that you had to do something good in the world? Um, I mean, it was, that was never something like, well, oh, I need to go out and do this. You know what I mean? Like, I, I never felt that. But I think like the first, the first time I did this kind of video was um, on a YouTube channel called Give Back Films. And it was like eight years ago, I did this video with a friend. Of, I was living with, I was living with YouTubers at the time. Um, and I had this idea for a long time that I wanted to go live with like homeless people in Salt Lake. And so basically like my friend and I, we found this homeless family that it was, it was, it was rare for Salt Lake. Like they weren't on drugs. They had a little daughter named heavenly. And we did this video that was, it was really successful for the time, had a little over a million, a million views on it. And basically like we, we got them job interviews. We fixed their hair up, got them like business clothes. And then we had like hidden cameras, right. Um, for their job interviews and ended up getting them the job. Then at the end, like we surprised them with a hotel kind of like this, um, paid for it for two weeks for them to get their first check to be able to move into an apartment. And ever since that video, um, it was like, ah, that, that's something cool that I could do for the rest of my life. Even though like the eight years after that was pretty much just partying my ass off, like a lot of ecstasy, drugs, alcohol, until I eventually sobered up and, you know, ended up in South America. Well, okay. So <laughs> that's a big jump. How did you end up in South America? Um, two years ago, about two years, I worked in music and festivals and that kind of thing. Um, so like three, I would say about three years ago, I sobered up. Like I just, I couldn't drink anymore. I, I couldn't live that party life anymore. And so I was working for a friend in a managing a friend's nightclub. And it was, I was just like super just bored, man. Like I would show up on the weekends and people would be like, Hey, are you all right, man? Like what's going on? I'm like, no, I'm good. I'm just, you know what I mean? And we went, um, my friend was working the, the show and it was a, a Diplo concert and anyway, everyone was smoking weed. And I just had this like inkling, like, you know what? I haven't smoked anything for a long. I'm going to smoke some weed. And so I, I smoked and it was just like, I got way too high, man. Cause you know, like when you're the party guy, like I was known as the party guy, right? Like with all my friends, super sober. And as soon as I put that first, like I hit, I hit the blunt once. And then all of my friends are like handing me their weed pens. And I'm just like, whatever, screw it, man. I'm going to smoke this. I got so high, dude. Like, I had this crazy panic attack and it was like, it was a really good panic attack. You know what I mean? It was like coming from the soul of just like, what am I doing here? What am I doing with everyone? Like I'm in my thirties now, you know what I mean? And then all of a sudden, like this thought came into my head of like, I'm moving to South America. I'm going to go live in the streets in South America. Cause I had this beautiful condo, you know, that overlooked the city, like penthouse style. And I'm like feeling empty. And so like, it was this crazy thought, 
And then I'm like, guys, tomorrow I'm going to South America. Like, I don't, I don't care. If you guys want anything in my house, you can have it. I'm moving to South America. My friends are like, dude, you're crazy. You're nuts. And literally the next day I left Utah. I got my passport and I, and I landed in Bogota with speaking like no Spanish, nothing. I was just there with a backpack. You spoke no Spanish. No, I spoke a little bit of Portuguese, but no Spanish. It's a little. <laughs> yeah. So how what, when you land in South America, where did you land first? In uh, Bogota. In Bogota. And Colombia. Then, did you have any plan? No, no plan at all, man. Like as soon as I got like right now, actually right before I left, my mom called me and she's like, Aaron, I don't know what's going on. Like, please, if you like, you need to talk to me. Like she thought I was committing suicide. You know what I mean? Like she thought it was like, cause it was, it's not normal. You know what I mean? To leave everything behind, call my friends, my siblings to say like, Hey, like you want my, my Buddha statue. You guys want like whatever you want my clothes. You want my, you know, my, my Nike shoes. Um, it was, yeah, it was crazy. And like, for me, it was super exciting. Like I was stoked. I'm like, this is a new adventure. I, I didn't plan the hotel. I didn't plan anything. Like I just showed up and in Bogota. And then I got there and like kind of speaking my broken Spanish, you know, like more Portuguese of like hotel, hotel, you know, and, and from there I just went, you know. And so you started doing good. And what was the, in South America, that's much different than Utah, much different than America, much different resources. You didn't speak the language fully. What was the first good thing that you did? Because I have watched so many of your videos and cried like a baby. I can only watch two or three videos and then I got to put the phone away. Uh, yeah. Well, the first, so the, actually the, the, the first thing that like sparked this interest was it was like two months in, in Colombia, in Bogota, where um, I had my laptop and I was doing like a lot of uh, journal writing, which I still do. I've, I've never put that out, but like before the videos, I do, I do a, a crap ton of just journal writing, like about my crazy emotions and all that, you know? And I was going to a coffee shop actually. And I met this kid who came up to me and he was like, um, like, Hey, like he wasn't really asking me for money. And in my head at the first time, you know what I mean? Like, like I lived in LA for like four or five years as well. And it's like, when someone comes up to you, like we just have these walls that go up right away. You know what I mean? Where it's like, right. all right, kind of back away. Like, you know what I mean? Like no one for the most part, like sees someone who comes up and says, Oh, I want to help that homeless person. You know what I mean? And, and these walls are just built on from like alcoholism and drug abuse. And you know what I mean? Like fear of getting stabbed or robbed. But, um, this kid, I like, I'm, I, I decided just to chat with him. Right. And he, he's asking me for a, he speaks a little bit of English and he's asking me for a job. And like in my head, I'm like, I'm going to kind of play with this, you know, like I'm like, I come from like a really party background and I'm like, Hey man, like, and these were kind of like a test. I'm like, you know where I can get like some drugs and stuff. And he's like, he's like, no, no, like I don't, I don't mess with that. Like I, I, I go to like the, the public like libraries and I study all the time. Like I'm trying to learn English. And I, he's like, I was just wondering like if I could work for you, if there's anything I could do for you just to work to like help pay for, you know what I mean? And I, and like at that moment, I'm just like, Holy shit, dude. Like I've never seen that before from someone homeless, but in a third world country, that's, that's normal. Right. Cause yeah. there's so much more poverty. Um, and then, so I'm, I just had like this inclination of like, I'm going to hang out with this guy. You know what I mean? I don't have any friends down here. Um, I had one buddy that was backpacking with me for like four or five weeks at that time. And, and so anyway, I'm like, let's go to McDonald's. He was stoked to go to McDonald's, dude. That was like, 
the start of my, my McDonald's jam. So we go to McDonald's and I'm just kind of chatting with him. And then I'm like, and, and then I'm thinking like, I invited one of my buddies down from LA and he's never left the country. Right. But he's like Mexican. He has this thick Mexican accent, even though he's born in the U S but he's just like very Mexican Californian, you know? And he was like shitting his pants before he left, like super afraid. And so I'm like, this is going to be hilarious. I'm going to invite this homeless kid over and uh, kind of see how he reacts. We come over there and he's just like, dude, he's like going to rob us. What are you doing? You know what I mean? And, but anyway, like long story short, um, I was like, I was like, Hey dude, like I'm going to build you a, uh, cause I, I would see people out there that would like sell. I don't know if you've let, been out in like Latin countries before, but they'll sell like cigarettes sometimes like in little trays, right. They'll like sell cigarettes, candies. Um, and so I'm like, you, I'm going to build you this little like cart thing. Right. And so like, we go to this grocery store in Colombia, and like we buy like cigarettes and chips and, and like all this stuff for him to sell. And, um, and I'm like, you can stay here for a week. You know what I mean? You can stay in our Airbnb for one week and everything you make, you're going to save up for your like apartment. And he did that dude. And he like, he saved up to get into like a little like hostile apartment for him to move in, to get out of the streets. And that was like that first, you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, all right, this is, that was badass. Did he have family or was he on his own? Dude, he was completely on his own. He didn't like. He was like, you know, like an orphan since he was little. And how I, old, I believe how old that was he? he was probably like 30, 31. Oh, wow. So now yeah. you you now you're going around and you've become sort of a Pied Piper slash Robin Hood slash uh, I don't know Batman. What other superhero do you want me to give you <laughs> props for? <laughs> But you're finding people, I know this because I've been to Mexico. It's not what you just said. It's not hard to find somebody who's living in poverty where you are. But how are you? Yeah, not at all. It's every corner. How are you getting their stories and knowing who to help and who to trust? Yeah, I mean, these were never things like in my head. I was never looking for people. You know what I mean? Like, it was like, I don't have a job. You know what I mean? Like for me, like my personality, I don't like staying in, in my house at all. Like I just like to walk around and make friends. You know what I mean? Like a really sociable person. And so it was just like, I, I meet, you know, two, 300 people a day, just like talking to everyone, like learning Spanish, you know, like that was my goal. Like I'm going to learn Spanish. And then every once in a while, like you'll find someone that'll just kind of click. And so that was kind of, and really like for the first year, I only helped two families. We, we helped that guy. And then like a few weeks later, we were, um, my friend and I were getting drunk in this bar. And, and this is like, I had a relapse of like drinking. My, my buddy's like, just drink with me, just drink with me. I'm like, all right, well, let's, get, let's get drunk. And so like Bogota was kind of a shit show actually. And we met this girl there. And this is the first time where I'm kind of drunk. And she was like going off about how she doesn't make any money, how she has a bunch of kids, you know? And then, and like, that's when I started asking about like minimum wage in Colombia. And I'm like, how do you survive on that? Like I'm spending this amount and I want to spend like, you know what I mean? Like I'm spending six, seven times more than you that you make in a month within like three, four days. Right. Like going out and buying beers is like, you know, like at a nice restaurant, that's like four days wage. And and so anyway, like I asked her, like, what is your dream? That was the first time I ever asked, like in all my TikToks, I like to say, what's your dream? And then she said, well, my dream, like she kind of like got eyes got glazed. And she said that she, there were Venezuelans that came over from Venezuela and her husband 
was out of work, unemployed, and they used to have a food cart. And so that's where we, the first time that we spent like a thousand, two thousand dollars, like we just split the money, me and my buddy. And like, he had it too. He's like, let's go do this. Um, so we, we went, we surprised her with a, a food cart and we called it the gringo loco and where they can make like arepas and hot dogs. Um, and that was super rad. That was like super, super cool. Now, so on that note, throwing it back to you, since you're always asking everybody else what their dream is, what's your dream? Man, I'm right now. I'm just doing it. Like I don't know any other better dream to travel with your girlfriend. You know what I mean? Making dreams come true. Like this is. I'm. I'm honestly like following my dream right now. The website that you started is called what? Uh, MurphsLife.com or MurphsLifeFoundation.com. It all goes to the same. And did you build that? I'm sorry to interrupt you. Did you build that website yourself, or did you get somebody to build it for you? Did you design it? What What is the What is the purpose of the website? Tell everybody who's listening. Um, so the website's basically like, I need to do a lot of work on it. People always ask like, what's your story? And I, I've, I have not told that on it. Like the main function for the website is for people to be able to donate. So like I have my Patreon on there for monthly subscriptions. I have like PayPal, Cash App, Venmo. Um, and then actually in like three, four days, I'm going to launch a new, a new thing where we've been buying a lot of products from indigenous tribes that are like way into the jungle. Um, it's, and, and basically like, yeah, this isn't even something I really I, I care to even promote on it, but it's it's like kind of long term. I want to be able to like find indigenous um, tribes that have no way of like selling their products that live in extreme poverty, and I want to go there and I want to pay them like a stupid amount, like ten times more that they would normally be able to get, and then be able to ship that to the United States and then sell that on my website so people can support these tribes that without like, I guess the, the word that people like to say is colonization, like without doing any of that, like they are doing what they've been doing for thousands of years. So just going back to what you said about the website, um, I'm launching my first, probably in like four or five days, we're going to have a couple hundred products that we shipped from these tribes. Um, it's already in the U S at my sister's house. She's getting all the photos taken, uploading it. So that that's kind of the purpose too, is to, is to help like indigenous tribes, to do what they've been doing for thousands of years and, and paying them justly. Like this isn't something for me to get rich on. It's literally like, like this, this wave here is just going right back into these tribes. So you film everything yourself, you and your girlfriend film everything yourselves. And do you edit all these videos that you put together? Yeah. Film and edit everything. Fascinating. And did you teach yourself that too? Yeah. So you never went to school. I went to film school. Why are you showing me up? <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, I I just watched a lot of like YouTube videos and um, that was it. Like, I don't know if you saw any of my YouTube videos or did you just see the TikToks or? No, I've been going on Instagram. That's how I found you. This is what is so fascinating about the world right now is I can find, I can find people like you. You can find people like me. I started what I'm doing for almost the exact same reason of what you're doing on a much smaller level, which was I just wanted to put out some good stuff into the world. It's not that difficult. And, and, and I just started a podcast because I know how to edit and I know how to do all these other things. And I said to myself, well, how hard could it be to make a podcast? And I just figured it out. Cool. I, I, I consulted a buddy of mine who has a very successful podcast and uh, uh, paid him a few bucks and he gave me a little class and we got ourselves going. But your videos cool. that you put up, do you, I mean, the, um, the amount of heartstrings you are pulling, I am sobbing before, like, as it's starting, you, there was a, a, a young man, you just, you put a video up recently, or maybe I'm just catching up. You put up a video of a young man 
who has a disability of some sort. And all he wanted was a bet. He wanted his own bet. And yeah. Where did you find him in the community? Did, it, did that come to you through someone else who told you about that or you found him? Sometimes like we'll find a neighborhood and I'll, we'll just make friends with everyone. Right. So like for the last like six weeks in this small town that we're in here in Paraguay, like the people who owned a little grocery store, they're like, Hey, you can live upstairs with us. It will like clean out our little kid's bedroom. So my girlfriend and I like just stayed there. Right. And we get, we gave one house away to a woman with breast cancer. I don't know if you saw that. I saw that one. Um, and then like another woman, we paid her house off. Like she had the little, like food stand like right in front of the house that we're like repairing for two weeks right um and then so we another woman like she wanted to have like a hairdressing a hair salon so like all these people we would just meet like within you know what i mean and like if i just had like a good vibe you know what i mean like that person's really like my, my I, as habit i constantly keep my phone out you know what i mean so it's not awkward for people it's just like always kind of appear to my chest you know um and so with this, we're like repairing this kid's, this autistic kid who that I'm not sure if you saw that video as well, but this autistic kid, we're like, his dream was to have a house, right? So we're fixing the house up. Um, and we actually spent dude around $38,000 on buying out this entire grocery store for this neighborhood. Like we bought everyone like diapers and that's a lot of money for South America. Like it was like five, six massive truckloads, like almost like dump truck loads of just garbage, massive garbage bags filled with oil and stuff. And one of the guys who was helping us who offered the truck for free, he's kind of like the ringleader of this neighborhood, right? Like he's just funny, outgoing, mm -hmm. laughing. He's kind of like upper class for that neighborhood, takes care of everyone. And he just shows up and he's like, Murphy, this is John. He's amazing. Like, and, and in these communities here, they don't have like as many, they don't have government programs like they do in first world countries. So it's very communal, right? Like, so if some, if a child is abandoned, it's not necessarily that the government's going to come take them and then send them off to a program, right? It's like, they're going to be homeless and become street kids. So communities will come in and like kind of adopt. And this was the case for this kid here. He showed up and, and I was like, I was like, what do you want to do, man? He's like, I want to work for a bed. I don't have a bed. And I'm like, all right, man. So my girlfriend gave him a paintbrush and he just started painting. You know what I mean? And as, as soon as he started painting, it was like five minutes. I'm like, all right, let's go get him a bed. So okay. we left, got him the bed, came back. And we're like, here you go. Here's your bed, man. That was like a 10 minute thing. But you also have entire communities and towns coming in to help you turn these houses around, turn this land around. Cause I've been watching those videos. And is it what you're saying is somebody they hear about it and more people keep showing up because you're, you're paying these people as well a day rate. Yes. Or did I read? It, it, it really, it really depends. So the, I'm down here with a guy named El Chad. I don't know if you saw him in a lot of my videos. Right. Um, and he's really famous in Paraguay. Like I, he, he hit me up when we were doing this work in Colombia and he's like, Hey man, love your page. I would love to come work with you. And so he, he, I'm like, all right, cool. We're in Colombia. And while we're in Colombia, he's like, you got to come check out Paraguay. Like I randomly got famous. I was on TV shows down there and I'm like, all right, cool. We'll go to Paraguay. And so once we got to Paraguay, like he's legit, like, a, like, I don't know how you'd word it. Like a list celebrity. We could walk into like gas stations everywhere we go. Like the clerks, the, like we go into like a Walmart down here and like 40 of the workers will leave the front desk, like take pictures with them. And so he's like, 
he's been like posting a lot of the stuff here in Paraguay. And so like, we'll be like, all right, we want volunteers to come help paint. And tons of people like will come out to volunteer. Like they don't need money. A lot of these volunteers, but the thing is like when we're building homes, it's generally in a little kind of a more lower class, poor neighborhoods. Right. And on top of that, like we're in a pandemic, like people's, they ran out of their, their fund, their savings. And so like, it's like, as I'm filming this, like I do TikToks is my main page, right? I don't know if you follow my TikTok or just Instagram, but my, my TikTok is coming up on 2 million subscribers and that'll get a decent amount of donations. And so like in between videos, it's like every once in a while I could get like $2,000 in donations per day. And, and so with, with that cash, it's like, we'll find people within the neighborhoods and it doesn't make sense to put them on the stories like on every single video, you know? And so like, we'll find people that'll be like, I have, my child has cancer treatments that he needs done. You know what I mean? So we, we gave him like a fat stack of like cash, you know, to pay for that. Or we'll pay for like, uh, like a shit ton of food. Like here's two months worth of food or like, kind of like we took all of the donations that came in. And like, that's what I was saying. We spent $38,000 and bought out a local grocery store, like the neighborhood grocery store they were in debt. Like they had to keep taking loans out and loans out because there's so many of these damn shutdowns. And so like we got them out of debt and just fed everyone, the entire neighborhood for helping us out for the month. So that's just kind of how it works. It's just very communal. Every situation is different. And the longer you stay in a community, just it's, you'll have a hundred stories come to you type thing. Do you want to travel the world doing this or do you have a plan of, of an end game for this? Is there, what's, what's the plan? Is there a plan? It's okay if there's no plan. (laughs) Um, I, I, my plan is to do every Latin country in three years, kind of like starting from this year now, you know? So like the, where I, where I'm actually doing videos. So like where we've done, done videos, at the Venezuelan border inside of Colombia, um, Ecuador, we've done a lot of videos in Paraguay. Um, and so next will be like Honduras and then possibly Mexico. And then for sure, I want to do like six months in Brazil. So, I mean, I'm going to be here for like three, four or five years and doing all the Latin countries. Eventually, I do want to do the world. With COVID being what it is, um, are you vaccinated? I'm not, there's no judgments. <laughs> if you're not vaccinated, how does it work going from country to country with COVID right now? Um, every, so going, I'm not vaccinated just because I've never, they don't have the vaccines in these countries yet. Right. Um, and, I, and I haven't been to the, I only went to the U.S. once in the last two and a half years just to, uh, for Christmas, surprise my family for a week. Um, but... As for, so when I, for example, when we're going to um, Honduras tomorrow, you just have to show your, your COVID test. Ah, okay, great, great, great. And <clears throat> how, how far in advance do you have to get a COVID test? Is it day before? 48 you... hours, isn't it? I think, I think it's 48 hours. Oh, cool. That's awesome. Okay, the most important yeah. question, where did you meet your girlfriend? Caroline, where did we meet? Uh, she said she's he's asking you <laughs> so we uh when i when i was backpacking colombia when i first started backpacking um i went the literally the day i'm by myself the literally the day that i left colombia into ecuador dude it was super crazy because i met this shaman i'm on a bus just randomly going like near like in these mountains right like kind of uh <clears throat> what do you call it? Like gorilla area for Colombia, right? Where they, they kidnap, like those kind of gorillas where they kidnap you. Yeah. And I meet this like crazy shaman 
And he's like, I heal people. He's like, if you have cancer, I'll heal you. If you have this, he's like, I will heal you. And people pay me. And that's what I do. And he's like, so I'm going into the mountains because people are paying me like a part of their land and I'll come and heal them right away. And I'm like, I'm like, this guy is crazy. Like I want to follow him. And people on the bus are like, Hey, be careful. Like this isn't a very safe area. And the bus stops. Right. And the bus stops. And then like, I get up, I grab my bags and then he gets out and he's like, are you coming with me? Like this actual Indian long hair, you know, like, I don't know if you can say Indian, like native American. And and I'm just like standing at the front and I was just like, it was this crazy like energy. Like it was weird. Like I couldn't move. And I'm like, what do I do? And then uh, for some reason, dude, like I'm like, ah, because it was the middle of like, there's no houses. We're in the mountains. He like was going to walk into the forest. And I was just like, ah, I don't have like water on me, a lot of water. And I'm like, I'm going to stay. And normally, dude, it's crazy because I would have went like, it's super crazy. And so like, I keep going and then I get to the border from Colombia and Ecuador. I cross the border, like I have my backpack and everything. And then that next morning, dude, was the COVID shutdown. I didn't know what COVID was. COVID shut everything down. There was no buses, no planes. I was stuck in the country for like eight months. I couldn't even go back to the U.S. if I wanted, um, which is kind of how I got into my TikTok, right? But <clears throat> long story short, I started doing my TikToks like four months into my TikTok page. I probably only had like, like maybe four or 500,000 subscribers at the time. And I went to Quito where she's from. And I was doing a video with a little girl who was begging in the streets for money for her little sister who's in the hospital because the hospitals don't provide like diapers or food. So an eight year old was begging in the streets and taking the money to the hospital for her baby sister. And I'm like, all right, this is crazy. I'm going to do a TikTok for her. And then I, I was like, what do you want? Anything in the world? And the little girl responds, I want to be pretty, you know, in Spanish. And I was like, that's beautiful. Let's go to a hair salon, go to a hair salon. And it's her mom's hair salon. She's sitting there like hanging out. And um, anyway, we, uh, she is like, what are you doing here? And she came out. I like, we just started hanging out and that was it. And she never left. Thank God you didn't follow the shaman into the forest. I know, dude. <laughs> he could have been my damn... <laughs> I could have been a sex slave, like tied up in a forest right now. a very different ending to this story. <laughs> equally, it could have been equally enjoyable. I don't know. All right, listen, we end. Could have been right. We end these shows with three super easy questions. You know the answers. Don't panic. Question number one is the best question, the easiest question. Where do people find you online? Plug away, and how can they support everything you're doing? Go. All right, so you can find me basically anywhere: Instagram, um, TikTok, Facebook. It's Murph's Life, all one word, M-U-R-P-H-S-L-I-F-E. And you can go to the website, murphslife.com, and it has all the ways to donate on there. Question number two, can we go back to anything we've already talked about or anything from your life? It's a really simple question. Who inspires you? Honestly, I would have to say God for me, right? And like in the most least kind of, I guess, religious sense, like walking into a church, because for me, like I, I was in a really dark place in my head. And the only thing that I could turn to was prayer, right? Like, I'm like, all right, I don't know if, if anyone's listening, like this type of thing. I, I need to fix my life up. I want to like, I want to heal myself and the damage I've done from like my heavy partying. And, and even till now, like every time I wake up, like I'm always like reminded in my head, like I feel like you know what I mean? Like the spirit that comes to me that says, be careful, like give thanks to give thanks to God for where you are. Like give thanks to God that you have this opportunity. And it's always something too to where like, 
I'll, every once in a while I'll have, you know, like volunteers that'll come meet up and I'll, and I'll think like from all, from working in music, from like a lot of celebrities that I've ran across, like seeing that change in their personality, you know what I mean? It's very easy when you have access to a lot of money. And, and for me, it's like, I don't even count this as like my money. It's it's donations, right? It's everyone else's money. But like when people get a lot of subscribers at once, it's easy to like change your, you know what I mean? For your ego to go like this. And so like, for me, like I'm, I'm just constantly, um, and when I say like non-religious, like I don't read the Bible or anything like that. It's, it's like, I literally just like, but I'm like a very, like a prayer person. Right. And, and, uh, so I guess I'd have to say like, that's who inspires me right now is just constant prayer, like trying to find God in this work. And, and like every morning, every night, like I always pray to God, like, like, I don't want to go out there and, and be like, and be preachy. You know what I mean? Like a lot, like a lot of people do online. I'm like, I don't, I don't want to do that because for me, like, I don't know, like you've never appeared to me. If I was raised in China, if I was raised in India, I would be preaching different shit. You know what I mean? And for me, like I'm on this like path of being like perfectly honest. So it's just like, what inspires me now is I say like God, like a higher source. Like I pray and I'm always asking, like, show me how to inspire people through truth you know what i mean not through anything what's that like dogmatic like just help me you know what i mean so i would i would definitely have to say uh god would be the one who inspires me right now the very last question again can go anywhere your head wants to go and you just said you're in tunnel vision so i understand but anything you want to tell me and this audience is a really simple question it's three words tell me something good it's four words tell me something good anything Tell you something good. Okay, so if you're feeling depressed, anxious, if you're not happy, the the number one thing I would say to do is step outside of your bubble um, and just go and serve someone. You know what I mean? Like we we've had a couple people who are suicidal who have who've can't, who have allowed to come down here, and it's completely shifted their entire reality from from being in a suicidal state and i think that is so amazing because it's very easy to get tunnel visioned with you know what i mean in our in our own bubbles where we live you know we get comfortable with with just with our lives and so the, the best way to snap out of that or is, is just to serve and kind of forget yourself Thank you, Murph, for sharing your good. Follow at Murph's Life on your social media platforms. And if you want to help make good happen out in the world for a complete stranger, send him a few bucks. He is the good. He's making it happen, and you can help him deliver it. Next time on World Gone Good. Manifesting anything, you know? You've really got to open yourself up to the opportunities out there and explore them for anything that comes to you. So that could be for relationships, for clarity, for work, for whatever it is, it's absolutely, you've got to let go of something in order to take, to take on the next and really feel your vision. Mary Welch Fox's journey has been one long good road and she's just getting started. We talk the good of following your path, trusting your gut, handling life's curveballs, including not having one but two children with health issues, and landing your dream job. What is Mary Welch's dream job? She's the host of HGTV's new series, Breaking Bland. It premieres Wednesday, August 4th, and lucky us, we get the scoop right from the good host's mouth first. Until then, be good.